Thanks a lot, Sadie. Hand me the mic right when you get to the good part. So yeah, Sadie left on her birthday trip to London. The world was ending in four days, we had a quest to complete, and she goes off to a party with her friends. Really had her priorities straight, huh? Not that I was bitter or anything. Robert and Hal are on a quest into the Riot Danvers. We read series that are in about the Cap Half Blood Chronicles. Mythology, we see different reads and not just Greek or Roman. Hey. Hi. And hello. Oh, I did not say and hello. <laughs> you did not. I am out of this for some reason. Welcome to Into the Riot Inverse. You say that. Damn it. Why am I out of this? <laughs> Welcome to Into the Riot Inverse, a Rick Riordan read along podcast where we read the books that aren't a part of the Camp Half Blood Chronicles. This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Heroes of Olympus, and the Trials of Apollo. Today we start our look into. That's uh, not start, it's continue. Oh. <laughs> Like oh. that, I accidentally copied and pasted from when we started. Oh, uh, by th- you. Th- this intro is going great. Hold on. Quality uh, intro. Let me. There we go. That edited for you. You're welcome. Oh, today we continue our look into the King Chronicles, the Throne of Fire, chapters five and six. I learned to really hate dung beetles, and a birdbath almost kills me. Hey, Hal, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Are you sure? You say, are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm keeping that. I'm not going to enter that intro. We're just keep, we're going to keep that intro the way we just did it. Just I, like... I, 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 we, we, we've received emails before about how articulate we are, and I've just never read them before because I always laugh. I'm like, oh, we're, we sound articulate because I edit it that way. We we goof constantly. We goof constantly. It's not even. It's not even a question to be honest. So yeah, how are you, Hal? I'm all right. I'm ch- I'm chilling. Yeah, you remember how today I asked if you could record it too, and you said yes, and then you played video games till late last night, and you woke up at like five. Hey, remember when we were supposed to when we were supposed to record yesterday at five eight at five p.m. and then I got a message at two p.m. like so. <laughs> uh, we yeah. are so. Be- I'm starting to enter that period of my life where my weekends are no longer free. My weekends are the day I catch up on chores. Oh, Gigi. It's, I work Monday through Friday. Actually, I work Saturday sometimes. And then after that, I have chores to do. And it's like, oh, great. I love having no free time or free will anymore. (laughs) I can't wait till my insurance kicks in and I can get a therapist. Gigi. This this, uh, This is a cry for help. Help me. Somebody. Anybody. If you are a therapist who is willing to listen to me for free, my phone number is nine one seven. No, I'm crying. <laughs> so no real podcast, no real podcast. Po- yeah, you know podcasts aren't real. This is just the episode where we're just we're we're just disassociating. I guess <laughs> podcast isn't real. It can't hurt you. Podcast. <laughs> podcast is very real. Editing podcast is very real. I think I'm having a mental breakdown right now. I don't know about you. Oh, you should stop that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm only half joking. So It's like, have your mental break after the episode is finished. <laughs> so, no real emails is what I wanted to say. We only really have one that I wanted to read, because uh, I laughed so hard when I read it. 
Mm. And it's from Derek, who says, Dear Robert and Hal, I really like this podcast. The banter, the sass, and dynamic you two have makes me laugh so hard. I really liked it when Robert brought up the Scarlet Witch out from, from WandaVision, and Hal was like, yes, can we talk? Can we talk? That's it. From Derek. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yes. Actually, no, that, that episode was so good. That series was so good. Yeah, I... I finally, I'm in the middle of the fifth episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I finally caught up. I mean, it's an okay show, you know, for the straights. It's not, wow. Um, (laughs) It's it's not, it's not, it's not as good as WandaVision, but. Yeah, because it's it's for the straights. It's it's okay. I don't want to fight you. Listen, WandaVision was for the gays. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of. All the women loving people were, uh, you know. Going Gaga over Scarlet Witch over Monica over uh, I completely forgot all the characters in that show. Apparently, mm. Agatha was also cute. It's Agatha, oh, oh. and That's, I killed Sparky too. That was the greatest song ever. But yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's um. for a show that's trying to say a message, I guess about. Ed, is it me or is the message I'm getting abolish the police? Uh, that's a that's a very powerful subject for this children's podcast. I mean, it's not like we haven't talked about this kind of stuff before. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I my my not, I was going to say my favorite thing. It's not my favorite thing, but I saw a thing on Twitter that was like, "Damn, America started to reopen, and we just start having like a, a shooting every other day." Yep, back to back to the usual. I. You you wouldn't think that there there's so much I want to say. I don't think I'm mentally capable enough right now to say it. Gigi. That being said, I think I think I'm mentally capable enough to read two chapters of a children's book. Are you absolutely sure? Well, we're about to find out. Mm-hmm. Hal, what did you give chapter five? I learned to really hate dung beetles. I gave this a seven. As did I. And what did you give? A birdbath almost kills me. I also gave that a seven. As did I. We are... If if we end up tying at the end of this book, I'm going to be so upset. That'd be hilarious. I, I'm not going to lie. I got to the end of chapter six. I'm like, what? We're like at 100 pages. And I'm like, oh yeah, this book is only 24 chapters instead of the last book that was like 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these chapters were more like setup-y again. Yeah, like, this is more foreshadowing than actual like action. You, you would think with a book that's half as long, it would take us half as long to finish it, but you would be mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, how what happens in chapter five? I learned to really hate dung beetles. Um, we basically get Carter's point of view of events while Sadie's in London. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, oh yeah, that fight Sadie and I had. It sucked, but I mean, she wasn't exactly lying when she said, you're hiding something from me. Yeah, so Carter was hiding quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, as a, as a not a repercussion, but as more like a result of him sharing a body with Horace, he's still kind of in contact with the gods sometimes. Horace just slides in his DM sometimes. It's like, what's good? Time for, <laughs> time for vision quest, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, on this particular night, Carter has a dream where he essentially, uh, I guess, controls Horace's body as they are going down the, what's this river called? The Duat. Well, the Duat's the general area. They're going down a specific river. I forgot what it's called. It's not a specific river. It's just literally a river in the Duat. River of the Night, boy. Boy. That was wrong. 
that was very wrong, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> GG. Uh, my, it's okay, we're my, just going to edit that out. Nah, we, we need to, I need to be upheld, or not upheld, I need to be held responsible when I'm accidentally racist. What? And Isn't that why you called it out? Because I said boy, which is like a thing, like, isn't that racist? It kind of depends on the context. Well, the context was I wasn't trying to be racist, but I thought that's why you were like, well, that's wrong. No, I was more talking about my river f*** up, but okay. <laughs> this is going to be the best episode of Into the Universe. I can, I'm calling <laughs> it right now. Like, this, got, this got awkward real fast. This got awkward really fast. Hal, I want you to know that I'm not racist. Really? I, I don't think it's ever been a good thing when somebody has to say, now listen, I'm not racist, but... <laughs> it really isn't. It's just like, wow, what you're about to say is going to be ex- not even regular racist, but like super racist. <laughs> so yeah, the pro- river night <laughs> yeah pro-, pro tip if you have to tell somebody that you're not being racist you're probably being what you're about to say is probably extremely racist yeah so horace is essentially on Ra's boat sailing down the river of night and um you know casually stabbing monsters and stuff and carter's like yeah this is this is spoopy this is terrifying and then horace is like yeah and if you saw what this place actually looked like you're you would probably turn into ash and Carter's like, great. I mean, I, I, I absolutely love having my senses melted. <laughs> Maybe that's what's wrong with me right now. My senses are just melted. Like, I somehow just went through the river of the night. You've seen the serpent's prison, Gigi? I've seen the serpent's prison, which is what Horace is taking Carter to see. He's taking Carter to see that the prison is essentially, I mean, I don't know how effective a prison this is, but it's just essentially a bajillion uh, scarabs. Scrabs, uh, bug boys. Yeah, bug boys. Bug boys that have all essentially, I guess they all just. You remember how in Yu Gi Oh when uh, Yu Gi would play multiply on Karibo and then he would have a billion Karibos? Mm-hmm. That's essentially what I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, Kaiba's blue eyes has been attacking all the Karibos, and slowly but surely, there are almost no Karibos left. I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> that, that that's the next joke. Instead of instead of instead of drawing the the coffin, it's just gonna be a bunch of Karibos being blown up by blue eyes white dragon. Hey, Rampat Coca, if you're listening to this, uh, uh, Karibo, let's go. Karibo. I mean, it would make sense. We did Pokemon for the last cover. We could, we could do Yu Gi Oh for this one. Which actually makes even more sense because it's based off Egyptian mythology. Yep. Um, it's all coming together. It's all a part of the plan. The plan being, I have no clue what I'm doing with my life. And I have no idea how to progress forward. That got real real. Hal, as I said before, I think I'm kind of having a mental breakdown. I'm like half kidding. GG. But yes, uh, the Kariibos are dying and... Uh, a Fofus is gonna slowly but surely break out. Not today, but on the equinox when the bonds are weak enough, the serpent will break free at last. And Horus, the purpose of this this vision quest is basically Horus saying, "Yeah, you gotta kind of make a choice." Ra is like super super old, and he was like super super old when he first went to sleep, and that was several millennia ago. So. I think we'd have a better chance doing something considering I'm young and viral, even though I am also several millennia old. Yeah. He's like, here are your two choices. You can either summon the winged dragon of Ra, or we can play polymerization right now and we can fuse together. 
And Carter's like, well, um, let me let, let me think about that. And it's like, you just want me for my body, literally. Yep. So Carter wakes up and, well, I mean, he has to be a, a, a teacher. And like most teachers, they have to bury their feelings deep down inside to teach a bunch of unpleasant children how to do stuff. I mean, these guys, are the, the, the trainees aren't exactly unpleasant. All, all children are unpleasant, how? Huh? I mean, they're teenagers. Yeah. That means they're worse. Yeah, but before that, we get to have a nice little bonding moment between Carter and Bost. Yeah, Bost is leaving to check on Alphosis' serpent prison. Yes, uh, on on can, can we just call him the Blue Eyes White Dragon? Well, he's not the Blue Eyes White Dragon. If and it, it, in fact, he's more like the Red Eyes Black Dragon. Okay, so let's call him the Red Eyes Black Dragon instead of just calling him a Fofus. It's like it's like how we call this Jardin's douchebag. Or we could call him Snake Boy. I am fine. You can call him Snake Boy. I'll call him Red Eyes Black Dragon. I'm sure everybody will keep keep track of who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm calling Snake Boy. All right, Snake Boy. So yeah, Boss is going off to check on Snake Boy's prison, and she's leaving. She's like, "Are you gonna keep that Griffin?" And and Carter's like, "I mean, yeah, why not? He's a good pet. He's chill." Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't leave when he had the opportunity to. So I guess he likes it here. I love how there's a a sentence that's like Bost and the Griffin essentially look at each other like we could both fight to the death right now, but we're not going to. He's like, hmm, I wonder how you taste, and she's like, hmm, I wonder how you taste. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then they're just like, let, let's let, let's leave that question to the wind. Honestly. And then, much to Carter's surprise, Boss gives him a kiss on the forehead, and he's and she's like, "Take care of my kit." And Carter's like, "Wait, I thought I was just the plus two to Sadie. I thought you liked Sadie." And Boss is like, "Nah, you're cool too." He's like, "You you cool for you cool for a non cat?" Yep. And then she runs off the edge of the roof and jumps. And Carter's like, "Yeah, she lands on her feet. She's a cat." He's like, he says, "She cat, she cat goddess." You know. Now uh, imagine, imagine if the great goddess Boss. Who's like the cat, the god of cats, jumps from a high place and like breaks her ankle. <laughs> dies. Just dies instantaneously the second she hits the floor. Carter's like, why did you land on your feet? And then Boss can't answer because, you know, she's dead. <laughs> B- best episode of Into the Rye Universe. Calling it right now. Honestly. Th- th- this is our peak where I am severely mentally ill and you are like freshly woken from a 12 hour sleep. Um. Has it been 12 hours? When did you go to sleep last night? Last night. <laughs> when did you go to sleep? What <laughs> what what time did it say on the clock when you were like, okay, sleep time? Uh 8 a.m. <sighs> it's okay. I just have a really cool bond with hypnos. Ah, 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 ah. So yeah. Mm, um Carter has to teach magic problem solving 101 i do like carter's method of teaching which is essentially complete the task i've given you and once you do you can go home yeah and how you get to the task which is my my favorite part is however you get to the task whatever works works (laughs) yeah because there's no like one way to magic or one way to solve a problem there's many ways to solve a problem i i really like this i wish that i had this kind of teaching or this kind of learning when I was a kid, that would have probably helped me a lot, but I had to sit in school for eight hours, and it, even if I didn't get it, I still had to do it. We had to learn how to take state exams because those were super going to help us as adults. Oh, man, you remember going to school and learning nothing except how to pass your state exams so that your school can still get money? Mm-hmm. 
I I definitely don't remember like the stuff I learned. I definitely remember okay class. Now statistically speaking, most of the questions will have like one you know one thing in common. I think my favorite way was like, okay, when you see this question, here's how you eliminate half the answers. So if you have to guess, you'll have a better chance. I'm like, I mean, okay. Or you could just teach me how to do it so I don't have to half guess. If the Pythagorean theorem is, you know. We're going to pretend I remember it. It's like it's totally been helpful. You know what? uh, It would have been great for like a class on how to do my taxes, how to ask for a loan. How to balance a check. I here's how you balance your check uh, your checking account. You have money in your savings that you say you're not going to touch, and then you end up touching them. Honestly, uh, remember, kids, uh, uh, do drugs. Don't go to school. Anyway, <laughs> um, today Carter has four students he has to teach, which would be what are their names? Well, Julian, Fel- Julian, Felix, Alyssa, and uh, what's the name of the guy? Walt. Well, yeah. The I also love how along with learning all this school stuff, they also have to learn regular schoolwork, and that Bost had her own elective that she taught, such as advanced cat grooming or napping, and that there was a waiting list to get into napping. I would be on that waiting list. Same. Oh my <laughs> just, god! Just being Naps like, hey, wonderful. it's it's time to learn. I mean, listen, cats, I think are the best at napping. So if I'm going to learn how to nap Supreme, it's going to be from a cat. You're right. So, all right. So the problem to solve today is essentially combat simulations. Carter throws down four Shapti figures and they all have like swords. And he has to tell Felix specifically, Felix, no penguins. I like the idea that Felix has been, has been abusing penguins to solve all his problems. It's like the ice King and Gunther. Yeah. He, yeah. just thro- he just throws a penguin. He's like, Gunther, go. And Gunther's like, wait. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have Julian, who is a follower on the path of Horus, who just immediately goes straight into combat. Uh, he essentially, uh, I guess what, manifests like a yellow aura or yellow energy around his fist and punches the Shopti. Mm, it's like, that works. Yeah, that <laughs> the works. straightforward approach. <laughs> we have Alyssa, who is studying the path of Geb, uh, and what she does is she essentially draws on uh, she draws a hieroglyph on the back of the Shopti, which essentially means miss. Saper. So every time the Shopti tries to attack her, it misses. Mm-hmm. Which I think is just hilarious. Yeah, and then it eventually just like goes to the wall and starts banging its head on the wall until it dies. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's how I want to take out my enemies. <laughs> Felix finds a non-penguin solution. He grabs a, bas- uh, a basketball from the bench uh, waits for the shot to take a step, then bounces the ball off its head, and that just you know bounce. Uh, that just knocks the shot over and breaks it. And Felix is like, "Hey, you didn't say I couldn't. You didn't say I had to use magic." And Carter's like, "Okay, fair enough." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You know what? Let me not play basketball with this kid." Yeah, Walt hasn't decided which god's magic he wanted to study. He likes Thoth. He likes Isis. He likes Osiris. Uh, he's just, I guess, a jack of all trades. Yeah, but he at, at his heart he is a charm maker. So he tends to use magical items that he has with him in order to solve his issues. Unfortunately, Walt's greatest weakness is his cautiousness. Ca- is his cautiousness. He has he likes to take a long time before acting. In other words, he's Sadie's exact opposite. And I love how in the recording, Sadie punches Carter. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Stop exposing me." <laughs> he's while he's attempting to figure out a solution to the problem, the Shabdi attacks him with a sword. But when he comes in contact with the Shabdi, 
the Shabdi's sword turns gray and starts cracking, and the, sh- the Shabdi just kind of falls over and turns into dust. He, he just... Th- there's a, a character in My Hero Academia whose power is essentially, it's just decay, it's just this. I was thinking more like the Phoenix from those awful, awful X-Men movies. I completely forget what Phoenix does. Isn't she like... She's a powerful the, the... psychic, but... Phoenix? Yeah. I thought she's supposed to be... No, I'm thinking of Storm. I, I was like, isn't she the Avatar of... No, she, that's Storm. Uh, I need to watch those movies again, I guess. I don't remember them, but that's besides You really the point. don't. You really don't. <laughs> no, I was talking to some of the other podcasters, because one of them, like, they finish a book, and then they watch a movie related to the book. And I was like, hey, when you guys get to, like, the books where all seven of them are being stupid and they have to solve a problem together, uh, watch the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. And they're like, what does this have to do with Greek mythology? And I'm like, everything. (laughs) Tell me what isn't dramatic, what isn't Greek about drama between people who have to work together who fight a monster. Like, tell me what's not Greek about that. You're right. All right. Thank you. (laughs) So everyone's like, oh, cool, Walt, what amulet do you use? And Walt's like, nope, that wasn't an amulet. Don't know what that was. And before anybody could really do anything, the raw statue crumbles and out comes a three-headed snake boy. Mm, snake. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to kill your girlfriend if you don't give up. Uh, by the way, this this snake and Carter are, are I guess, communicating telepathically because none of the other people make any, any, uh, any indication that the two are talking to each other. Yeah, main character powers. Pretty much. Um, they're, and the kids are like, hey, this is part of the exercise, right? And Carter's just like having PTSD, being like, I, I'm going to find her. You can't kill her. Please don't. And then outside, he's just like, yeah, yeah, kill it. Yeah, kill it. It's part of the it's part of the training exercise. So Alyssa gestures with her hand and three stone statues leap off the pedestals. Walt fires a bolt of gray light and Felix just takes off his left shoe and yeets it at the monster. <laughs> uh, practical solutions. Yeah. I mean, it kind of works. Julian's sword slices off one of the heads. Felix's shoe bounces off another. And the blast from Walt's wand turns a third d- to dust. And then the statues come in and start curb stomping the monster till it dies. Just imagining them stomping it to death. And so Carter lies to the group. Yep, this was just a test. This was a simulation. None of this is real. None of this is real, Hal. And he says, class dismissed, and then looks for Amos, which in the next chapter, chapter six, is how it starts. It starts off with Amos turning a scrab, a scarab? I don't know how to pronounce that. Scarab, uh, a bug boy scarab. shell in his, fi- a bug boy shell in his fingers. Scarab. Scarab. Okay, Mr. Pronunciation Man, supreme leader of the pronunciations. In before we get a thousand emails where I actually pronounced it wrong. Probably. Per- here's the thing about pronunciation and language. It's all made up. You're right. That being said, so Amos and Carter are talking about this whole shebang, and Amos is like, you know, I remember a painting, I think, uh, in the tomb of Tuthmas III, and it shows a three-headed winged snake like the one you described. It's a pretty 50-50 thing on what that can mean. Like, snakes are good or bad in Egyptian legend. It's like, sometimes they're the enemies of Ra, sometimes... They snake boy followers. And so Carter's like, well, I mean, I recognize the voice of the snake. It's the same voice that was coming out of uh, the face of horror from the last book. You know, best villain ever who just, I think he dies instantaneously, if I remember correctly. Uh, After, yeah, after. After snake boy leaves him, he's like, hey, I'm going to kill you. And then they stab him or I think they throw him overboard. They're like, yeah, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. It's like you're as useless as we thought you were. So. 
Carter's freaking out, being like, "Oh man, what if it's a Falfus or Pothus?" It's like, how did he? How did he get into our house again? And almost like, I mean, listen, I, I, I've been needing to upgrade the defenses for a while, and also that's the the three headed snake boy breaking into here probably used up a lot of energy. He he was mainly sent as a threat or as a way to scare you. He probably wouldn't have hurt you. And Carter is like, yeah, it, well, it worked. I'm I'm thoroughly scared. And then Carter is like, I mean, almost. What if we're wrong? What if awakening raw isn't the right thing to do? And uh, almost is like, my boy, look at what you've accomplished. You and Sadie have rediscovered a way of magic that hasn't been practiced in millennia. You've taken your trainees further in two months than most fir- first gnome initiates would get in two years. You've battled gods. You've accomplished more than any living magician has, even me, even my, even Michelle Douchebag. Trust your instincts. If I were a betting man, my money would be on you and your sister every time. Basically, he's become his hype man. He's like, don't put that on me now. <laughs> <laughs> and then Carter has a realization. He's like, hey, who's the second most powerful magician? If Douchebag is the first and Vladimir is the third, who's the second? And almost is like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I actually don't know if this is almost being like, bitch, it's me, but don't worry about it. Or if it's actually a second strongest magician who's who we haven't met yet. I forget who the second one turns out to be. It's John Cena. I mean, talk about a meme that, despite it being kind of old, does not age at all. It, it's great. John Cena is forever. Do, do people who listen to our podcast know who John Cena is? Uh, probably. I mean, l- listen, John Cena was in the Fred movies. By that logic, every 12-year-old should know who he is. I, I guess. John Cena. John Cena. You remember when his signature movie was called The F.U., but now it's called The Attitude Adjustment? Mm-hmm. F***ing snowflakes. GG. Liberals. Do I, do I sound like a Republican yet? Yeah, kind of. I, I don't want to. <laughs> so Carter's like, okay, I guess that's the answer I'm going to get from that. And almost summons a like a little miniature replica of Ra on the table, and Carter's and almost is like something else you want to consider. I don't want to say this to discourage you, but you might want to ask. But you asked why Ra might want to stop you from waking him. The book of Ra was divided for a reason. It was made intentionally difficult to find, so only the worthy would succeed. You should accept challenge. You should expect challenges and obstacles in your quest. The other two scrolls will be at least as well protected as the first, and you should ask yourself. What happens if you wake a god who does not want to be awakened? It's like that tends to that tends to end very very poorly if other if other Rick Riordan books are an indicator. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, class is about to start. Almost has to teach, so he's like, "Okay, Carter, goodbye. Go go go. Be sad off on your little balcony." And that's exactly what Carter does. <laughs> so he's definitely on his balcony because Kufu is in his room watching watching, watching sports. Yeah, watching basketball. I think Kufu would fit in in a fraternity. Kufu, I mean, listen, if you get him a beer that ends with O, and he'll eat all the Cheetos, he'll drink whatever beer ends with O. I can't think of one. And he he will basketball with everyone. He he will be loved. Budweiser O. (laughs) I, I wonder if you can take... Like, if you can take a carrot, and if you just, like, put an O at the end of and you say carrot-o, can Khufu eat it? No, just covered in jello. I get. I mean, yeah, that is what Khufu's, like, loophole is. He's like, I can eat jello, and if you put a carrot in jello, it is still jello. And I'm like, oh boy, look at our boy Khufu coming up with, uh... Breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. 
So yeah, he's off being sad on his balcony, but he also has this item that Walt made for him, which is a bronze saucer saucer on a stone pedestal. And what essentially Carter has to do is just keep it nice and clean, put some clean olive oil in there and speak the command word. It'll It'll show him any location that he wants to see as long as it's not being protected by magic. And he also has to know what that place looks like. Of course, he immediately attempts to use it to find Zia, but... Completely ignoring the first two rules. Walt's like, listen, you need to know where it is, and also, it's not protected by magic. And Carter's like, show me Zia. Show me Mm -hmm. Zia. Show me Zia. And he does it like a hundred times. And I'm like, dude, can you not listen to attention? Can you not listen to directions? So he does the next best thing where he looks at the secret room at the first gnome that Zaya and him had a talk in like, you know, four months ago. And, and he's, he's looking at her, her, her sad, sad history. Yeah. At all the pictures of her family. Cause if we remember from the last book, Zaya's father accidentally unearthed an Egyptian relic and then unleashed an ancient Egyptian monster that killed everyone in Zaya's village. He's like, yay. And Carter's like, I refuse to believe I fell in love with Clay. Like, Zaya and the Shopti have to have shared something. And I'm like, Carter is just really hoping that when he finds the real Zaya, that she likes him. Honestly. And I'm like, Carter, you you dumb boy. He is whipped beyond belief. He is whipped beyond belief. So he keeps looking around until Walt comes from behind. And he's like, hey, Carter, what's up? RKO out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. John Cena comes out. Attitude adjustment. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. All right. And here we also find out that Khufu loves Walt because Walt can actually give Khufu a challenge on the basketball court. You have a black kid that can play basketball. How original. <laughs> hey, our main character is a black kid who sucks at basketball. Yeah, our main character is me. <laughs> you have no idea how many times. In when I was like a kid, people look at me and see I'm like six feet and they're like, you don't play basketball. I'm like, no, not all tall black kids play basketball. No, go away. Uh, You look at them and you're like, do you think I have anything close to hand-eye coordination? Honestly, it is like, you have no idea how terrible my hand-eye coordination is. You're telling me you want me to run and also dribble a ball. And not chip on my own feet or kick the ball. And also be aware of the, like, five people surrounding me who want to take the ball from me. He's like, what? You want me to hit their ground? Ew. So Walton Carter start talking about a Fofus and about how that creature that came into the room was spooky. And Carter's like, don't worry. Almost told me that it probably didn't have enough energy to kill us. It was just said to scare us. And he's like, yeah. It's totally a, a class exercise, huh? Mm-hmm. And then they start talking about how Walt has that great energy that like turns things to dust. And Carter's like, "Hey, how do you do that?" And Walt's like, "I have no, I have no freaking clue, dude." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I had a, had a feeling about that." Mm. And Carter's trying to be like, "So this new um, turning stuff to dust power wouldn't have anything to do with jazz, would it?" And Walt is like, "Bro, don't, don't, don't ask. Nope." Mm-mm. He's like, "He's like, you know what? I, I wonder why I came here in the first place." And Carter's trying to hype him up, like. You know what? You're you're really good at this, you know. You're actually one of the best train best trainees that we have. And he's like, "Yeah, but you know, I have confidence issues." And I'm like, "Yep, welcome to being a teenager." Yep. And Carter's like, "I mean, is it me? Is it Sadie? You know, Sadie likes you a lot." And Carter's like, "Yeah, I know." And Walt is like, "Yeah, I know. I like her too." And we're like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then Kufu's like, "Stop it! That's spoilers." <laughs> mm. 
oh yeah he's about to say like i like her too i'm just and then khufu barks at the um at the like saucer yeah yeah so so because carter was about to talk to walt he's like okay i gotta think of something to hide what i was looking at oh my grandparents living room perfect and as he looks closer he sees that nothing is on the sofa has been tipped over and because carter and sadie are so close he knows instantly how to find her with the with the thingy with the 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 oil pen yeah, that thingy. And unfortunately, Bangle. this time, the oil turns black and erupts in flames. And Carter's like, oh boy, Sadie's in danger. <laughs> Gotta go to London. <laughs> no, that is, a, that is a yike. That is a yikes. And Walt's like, well, the portal is cool, uh, still on cooldown. Because, you know, Sadie used it to go to London. It's like, they'll have to use the closest one, which happens to be in huh? the Brooklyn Museum. Uh, they take the, and they're like, okay, we're going to take the griffin there. We're going to take our Pokemon. We're going to take our Pokemon. He turns to Khufu. He's like, hey, go tell Almost we're leaving. Sadie's in trouble. No time to explain. Khufu starts going to the elevator. Walt and Carter bolt from the room, racing up to the roof. And that's how chapter six ends. Can we talk about the fact that their mansion has an elevator in it? Can we talk about the fact that they live in a mansion, Hal? It's just like their mansion has an elevator in it. That is... That is the dream, to have an elevator in your house. Really, though? There is... Every time I see... And I don't look for this often, but every time I see a, a, a very rich celebrity making a... Uh, oh, look, this is what my house looks like. I'm like, your kitchen is bigger than my house. Honestly. And you're telling me there's like 20 other rooms. Each of them are as big or bigger than the kitchen. It's like, yep. And then they, they do like an overhead and it's like, oh, you live in a castle. Copy. Yeah. By the way, uh, so tax the rich. Honestly. Abolish the police. Um, what other radical left ideas do we have? Um, communism isn't so bad. Let's do some communism. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> not <laughs> communism isn't so bad i hate you remember kids drink your water take your medication do drugs do drugs safely and responsibly look directly at the sun in order to communicate with Ra. <laughs> I, I don't look directly at the sun listen i'm okay with telling kids to do drugs i'm not okay with telling kids to go blind themselves well you just have to steer real hard you won't go blind if you talk to Ra first <laughs> Just gotta try real hard. Oh my god, we're gonna get sued. We're gonna get cancelled. Breaking news into the Riotiverse encourages kids to do drugs and look at the sun. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Isn't if it... you do drugs and then look at the sun, then it won't hurt as much. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on which drug. Anyway. Honestly. Oh my god, we're gonna get so sued. Please do not look at the sun. Mm. And if you're gonna do drugs, do drugs responsibly. Do it the way the Netherlands do, where... um. Where uh, you um, are, are using clean equipment, and also you have somebody around who can take care of you in the off chance you start to die. It's like, you know, bug out and think that you're Superman and try and fly off your roof. <laughs> Please do not try and fly off your roof. Okay, I'm, I don't know how much of that I'm going to cut, because a lot of that <laughs> was bad advice. Here's some good advice. Drink your water. How I'm talking to you. Um, eat, eat your fruits and veggies. Hal, do you eat your eat your fucking fruits and veggies? Yeah. Try and obtain at least 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week. Yeah. Try and go outside for you know a walk or go to the park, get some sunlight, get some get some fresh air, about as fresh as you can get it in New York City. Honestly, honestly, truly, 
uh, try and sleep at least six to eight hours, depending on your age. People who are like 12 sh should be sleeping for like 10 hours. Unfortunately, school starts at like 6 a.m. For no reason. For no reason. And with all the homework you have to do, you're in bed by like 10 and 11, or 11. So good luck trying to get the sleep you need. Hal, do you have any final thoughts in, in general, like about the book, about life, about... Uh, are, am I okay? Are you okay? No thoughts, head empty. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, don't don't email being like, oh God, is Robert okay? Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay enough to function as a person. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, wow. <laughs> well, way but, to discourage the emails. <laughs> I function enough to be a person. <laughs> I mean, there are so many things going on in my life. I really shouldn't be having a mental breakdown on a podcast, but that's what I'm doing apparently. Uh, but Hal, if there are no further things for us to talk about in these books... I guess it's time for the credits. Do, 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 do. Yes. Thank you for listening to whatever this was. This was an episode. <laughs> this, the best episode of Into the Ironverse. Thank Honestly. you for listening. We, we've peaked. The next episode will be horrible. Um, if, <laughs> if you would like to get into contact with the show, there are a few ways to do that. First of all, you can email the show at Into the Ironverse. Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. I feel like we're going to get a lot of concerns. <laughs> Hell, even drop by to say hi. If you please would like to say talk, hi. <laughs> please just say hi. Just, just say hi. Just don't, don't wonder how we're doing. Don't, don't ask us questions about the, the area of a pyramid or why we're not uploading consistently. <laughs> just, just say hi. Just please just say hi. Um, I like how distressed you are about the actual area of a pyramid. You're just I like, refuse. Please, I don't want to know. Please. I refuse. I block anybody who sends us that. Oh my god. Um, if you'd like to get into contact with the show on social media, you can follow us on Twitter and at Instagram at Pod. If you want to follow me on social media, I am the damn meme page, damn spelled D-A-M, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Hal... Is your mental health good enough to even step into the cesspool of Twitter? Oh, my my mental health is fine. It's just Twitter is in fact a cesspool. <laughs> so they can't find you on Twitter. They can't. The how doesn't exist at all. In, in 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 the context of social media or in life, nothing exists. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm actually just a robot. Surprise. When our friend group first started. Our friend called you a synth because Fallout 4 had just come out. <laughs> that, that was a fun time. It was um, a sim. Yeah, it was a synth. You're a synth, aren't you? GG. If you'd like to follow the artist of the icon, you can find him on Twitter at Rampakoka, R-A-N-P-A-K-O-K-A. -A -A. If you want to follow the artist and composer of the... Uh, subpar theme music that Hal thinks mm. okay of. Indeed. You can find him on Fiverr at Kobe Ophi. As usual, everybody I listed in the in this outro is listed in the show notes. Hal, thank you for being my therapist for 40 minutes. Mm. <laughs> and we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Adios.